This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We need to stop trying to be internet famous, honestly. Like, stop trying to go viral. You know who goes viral and gets a lot of attention? Hot messes. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Who is ready for part two life lessons from me? I know you guys are just on the edge of your seat right now. I know it. (laughs) These are going to be spicy. I, I just have to say side note. When I say spicy, I always think of this little girl. Randomly, two years ago, I was a um, assistant teacher at a Montessori which absolutely loved. I've never worked with kids in my entire life, but hey, I'm all about trying new things if you don't know that about me by now. And I did that for about six months. But anyways, I had this precious, adorable little girl named Violet. And anytime we sat down to eat anything, whether it was a snack or a lunch, she would look at me with her blonde hair and her big blue eyes. And she would say, is it spicy? (laughs) No matter what I was eating, Oreos, goldfish, my turkey sandwich, whatever. It was so cute. Anyway, when I think of spicy, I just think of her. And I hope I always remember that memory. But that is completely off topic. So let's steer back to the point of this episode. This is part two of the 10 life lessons I have learned in the last previous eight years. Um, Really, you know, from the height of trauma that I was dealing with in my life. The first two years out of the eight years were definitely a lot of avoiding, disassociating, disconnecting from myself, trying to sweep everything under the rug when really trauma is really, you know, there to help you evolve and grow and change and heal and just do so many more things with the trauma that you went through and helping others do that. So I feel like I've definitely been on a journey and I know this journey is never going to end, but I've just learned so much. And if you haven't listened to part one, I definitely recommend going to do that. It all kind of stemmed from recently on my mother's 63rd birthday. We were in Oklahoma city. I was in town. My family still lives there. And like I said, in the first episode, I was just at my mother's grave and I was just like, I just had this moment of realization and clarity of like, I have learned so much about this incident. I learned a lot about people, about trauma, obviously, about what we go through, emotions. I've just learned so much. And I can't pinpoint whether or not that was the catalyst for, you know, like, would I have ever 
learned all of this had I not gone through that. I don't know. I can't say that. Maybe something else would have happened and I would have ended up in therapy and (laughs) doing all this inner child work and all these, you know, things to learn about feelings and emotions. But I don't know. I can't say that. But that's just where it all started. So if you haven't listened to episode one, the part one of this episode 46, that I definitely recommend going to do that. But let's just jump right back in. Um, I don't want to leave you guys hanging too much on this. So right into it. Let's get in. Number six life lesson I've learned from losing a parent to suicide and the things that my mom taught me inadvertently, like learning about her learning about the world. These are the life lessons. So number six, the world doesn't need more of the same. So I get it. It's hard not to conform to societal ways or the ways of your family or how you were raised. If you look at my family, I should have probably ended up totally different than I did. And at one point in my life, I felt like I was going down that very Midwesterner, Bible Belt, traditional route. I was married by 24. I went to college, got my degree. I had my regular nine to five job working for someone else. But in my mid twenties, I started to feel a lot of resistance to this identity that I had kind of created. I found myself fantasizing about moving out of Oklahoma and exploring different parts of the world and just doing different things. I wanted to be more independent and carefree. I didn't really care to have babies or be a housewife like my husband at the time wanted me to. I liked to work, to create, to explore. I just felt very unlike myself, or at least what I could be. Like I was straying farther away from my true self. And at the time, this wasn't how I would describe it because I didn't know what true self, authentic self, what any of that meant. I just had this inkling, a gut feeling really, which you should always follow, by the way. Gut feelings are your highest form of wisdom, so don't ignore those for too long. But looking back, again, this is all in reflecting and looking at things with just more awareness. But I've really pinned it down to these two things. Lack of boundaries or sticking up for myself and lack of confidence and self-awareness. Essentially, the inability to know myself, my standards, my desires, and know that I was still learning and growing. Our brains don't even stop developing until we're about in our mid-20s. And I feel like I just sped up all these big life events and decisions where before I even knew who I was. So my advice and my opinion to anyone is to not make big life decisions in your 20s, honestly. They say you live 10 lifetimes in your 20s, and that is so true. You don't know exactly who you are, what you want, and what your true assignment is in this world that young. I think it's very rare if that happens. Not to say it can't ever happen. I just think it's more on the rare side. Like, I made all of these decisions on like a sure, why not sort of mentality, not actually thinking, 
of what I truly wanted because I didn't know. I'm not entirely sure why I have always seemed to stray away from the quote norm, whatever that is. I mean, maybe there is no normal. So don't ever let anyone tell you, you should marry that person. It's the right thing to do. Don't quit that good paying job and follow your true passion. That's the wrong thing to do. Listen, everything works out in the end. So back to my point, I always felt different. I always thought different than most of the people in my life. I always chose opposite decisions than what my family or friends were doing. And I always felt guilty about it or like I was doing something wrong. But again, there is no wrong. There is only your opinion and whatever that is, you are right. So don't be afraid to buck the system, to buck the norm. The world would be so boring if everyone was the same. I mean, can you just imagine? We need different. We need unique. We need thought leaders. We need creators. We don't need any more people conforming to what most people are doing. We need people to go out and make a difference in their own way to be their own selves whatever that looks like for you. I didn't and don't want to go the traditional route. I wouldn't have any stories to tell like this. Had I stayed in Oklahoma, got married, stay married, living in a three bed, two bath house that I can't afford, go to a nine to five job that has nothing to do with my passion and only living for the weekend with screaming kids in my arms, I would not have the story I have today. I wouldn't have the impact I have on people today. And I certainly wouldn't have the self-awareness and life experiences to talk about. So do you for you. Since I've been using Olive and June's home mani system, I've saved so much time and money by not going to the salon, which if you're busy like me, you can appreciate how good this feels. Plus, I get so much more variety with colors and styles with the convenience of doing them right from home instead of appointments, drive time, and the dreaded soak off time that takes just as long as the manicure itself. My favorites that I'm loving right now are the Olive and June press-ons. They look so real, they last so long. You have so many sizes, you can totally find the perfect fit. They are non-damaging, you'll get a mani in less than 10 minutes, way better than gel. I get so many compliments and when I tell people they are press-ons done at home, they can't believe it and frankly, I still can't either. You may also like Olive and June's gel manicures. Everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. You can customize it with your choice of six polishes and the polish doesn't chip and last seven days or more. Plus, it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. Visit oliveandjune.com habits for 20% off your first mini system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash H-A-B-I-T-S for 20% off your first mini system. Number seven. You have to be the inspiration, not the influence. I stopped trying to help or force help on people a long time ago. I stopped trying to influence them. Instead, I learned I had to inspire them. 
So say you've had a radical transformation, whatever it pertains to, weight loss, spiritual, emotional, physical, trauma-related. It is best if you continue to live your life as you would without trying to herd people with you, unless, of course, they're asking for your help. What I know is, even if they don't tell you, people are watching. People are watching your life and how you conduct it. They form opinions and judgments about it, no matter what, good or bad. And I feel as though I've helped more people by not trying to help them. Let me explain. When I share the way I live, when I give off good energy, when I share a vulnerable piece of information about me, I help someone or more than one person, more than if I were to make it my mission to try to convince one person to change their ways. Just like in my last episode where I talk about letting people heal on their own time, let people want to change on their own time without letting it stop the speed at which you are living, growing, healing, changing. I think we tend to slow down our momentum in an effort to help every single person on the side of the road. But if we continue to just be that light, to be that inspiration, to be that hope, people are watching and they will eventually catch up. They will eventually make that move and say, you know what? I've watched you. You have inspired me. You know, it took me a long time, but I'm finally ready to do this thing. With that more of a laissez-faire approach, you attract more people with your energy that want to have what you have. People are drawn to energy. I know I am, at least. Like when I'm around someone with just that feel-good energy, it just radiates and you can feel it, right? I am more inclined to be inspired by someone when I see the way that they carry themselves, how they treat people, how they treat themselves. So maybe you know someone right now who you think, you think, you think, <laughs> needs help. You see their habits, their behaviors, the path they are going down, right? The people they are hanging out with, stop trying to force them to change, to course correct. If anything, this just turns them away and does the opposite of your intentions. You cannot waste your own energy trying to change someone else's. Focus on your energy alone. Let people watch, be inspired by you, and they will come around when it is their time, not yours. Number eight, you are never being punished. Oh my gosh, this is the best sentence I have, I guess maybe whatever you want to call it, came across, learned, read in a book, heard in a podcast, I don't know. And the most, and the like number one, sentence, phrase, mantra, I come back to the most. You are never being punished. God, the universe is never trying to punish you or to make you pay ever. So try to wrap your head around that. Even though it does not seem like it right now, everything that is happening or has happened 
is for a reason, is for a purpose. Every single time I looked back on a storm that I had been in, every single time, like not just a couple of times, I would say, wow, okay, that happened for this reason. That happened so this could work out or that failed so this could work out when in the midst of the failure, I didn't want that to fail. At least I didn't think so because like, no, this is what I want but it failed or it didn't work out or whatever you want to say. So something better could, or even saying like that part of my life really sucked, but it taught me this. It will always take you to the next level. This phrase, this knowing has always kept me centered and hopeful. I know for a fact that I'm not, I'm never being punished. So then I can say, okay, so then what is this doing for me? You know, and I'm just marinate in that. And I don't try to figure it out. I don't sit there and be like, okay, well maybe he's doing this, 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 and like making, making a bullet point list of reasons why it's happening because I know it's not entirely up to me. Like if you've ever heard the phrase, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I know every detail of my life is not up to me. I believe we have a grand purpose for our lives. And when we aren't physically or humanly on track with our goals, like, you know, so say, we're acting out and we're not really acting from a place from our soul, something will rock us to get us back on track. It may not get you back on track right away, but I 100% believe that it will get you back there eventually. So if you know this one powerful truth that you are never being punished, you can immediately go from victim to victor, from look what is happening to me to look what happened for me. The next time you wonder if you are being punished, just try thinking, what if I'm not being punished? Then choose instead to ask yourself the question, Okay, now what? How do I improve this or make the best of this? Use the power of your brain to choose an explanation that promotes resilient responses to stress. So this will not only help you feel better immediately, but you will increase your ability to handle problems resourcefully down the road. You will also build up a faith resume. I like to think I have a faith resume of all the things I've overcome, I've accomplished, I've made it through, I've dug myself out of. So what this does for me is it gives me that social proof to myself, almost like deductive reasoning. It's like knowing I know how to ride a bike now as an adult. <laughs> like I know for a fact that I can get on a bike and ride it pretty far and then get back home safely. Have I always been able to do that? No. It took practicing over and over to learn how to ride it. But then I rode it 
so many times, it just became something I know how to do and I trust myself to do. You have to get on the bike to start to learn. You have to fall over and over again and get back up on the bike to build faith that you will eventually know how. You have to master the bike riding and then still continue to ride it to keep the ability to do so, right? The same is with life. You have to have that social proof to yourself that you can make it through any storm, but you can't avoid the storms. I think people try to avoid the storms to avoid the pain. They don't want to be in situations or circumstances where something could go wrong or go bad. And, you know, no one wants that. But if you never get on the bike, you will never learn how to ride one. So just try to remember that you are never being punished. Even if you can right now today, I challenge you to sit down and maybe write out five hard things that you came out of, that you are on the other side of and write them down. And honestly, just right next to it, write out the purpose of that lesson, what you learned from it, how it taught you, how you grew from it. And I guarantee if you start to build this faith resume of seeing where you currently are and knowing where you currently were, it really helps to think back to this resume and be like, I'm capable of all these things. I have these attributes. I have, you know, how you build a resume. Like I have these skills. This is what I'm good at. This is what I've done. It's that's what I think about. And I don't know if that's even a thing. I just call it a faith resume, but Maybe that will help you in the future, but if you can just remember this one mantra of you are never being punished, it will give you a lot of hope and a lot of faith. Number nine, this one is going to be hard. I may get a little heat from it and I don't want it to sound offending, but number nine is family isn't always everything. Phrases like blood is thicker than water or family is all that matters can be really destructive when it comes to your individuality. Just even saying these words right now out loud, I sound horrible and I feel horrible, but what is it about families that keeps us from telling the truth? When we are children, when we're growing up, We're told it's okay not to fit in with everyone else, everyone in the class, everyone at school, everyone at church. But somehow this idea gets lost as we become adults. The way I was raised always felt like someone was trying to put me in a box and forcing me to mold into something that I just really wasn't. I have done so much inner work on trying to find my voice again because it was suppressed so far down because of the influence of other people, especially my family. It didn't feel okay to be me, to be myself. It was only okay when I was behaving how they wanted me to. 
And like I said in my number six lesson, it takes different personalities to make the world interesting. The world doesn't need more of the same. We need to read and listen to so many different kinds of voices from so many different people from different backgrounds before we can really find our own, not just the voice of our family that we're born into. I know they say a parent's love is unconditional, but at times mine felt very conditional, at least from more so of my mother. When I wasn't doing something her way, I felt as though she would restrict love or restrict her care. It was like Tony's way or the highway or you're bad or you're wrong or you're acting out. And I just felt like then I start to feel confused and like I'm in this limbo of like, but wait, like I have all these feelings and emotions over here and thoughts and beliefs, but I'm being told that anything other than this is bad. And when you're young and you're developing and you don't know any better, that can really affect your identity and your ability to think freely for yourself and form your own opinions and judgments and, and ways and beliefs. So I just feel like I've always been open to different ways of thinking and believing. I don't really have a one track mind where I stick to one thing like most of my family does. I welcome open conversation and other opinions And I want to talk to people and get their opinions. And I don't feel like it's like, oh, if you don't believe the same thing I believe, then we can't be friends or, or you are this and I am this, you know, and there's obviously boundaries to it. Like I would never hang out with like mass murderers because they believe in murdering people. But I just, you know, I have friends, I have a lot of friends that we have different opinions on a lot of things. But I I try to see past that and I see them for who they are as a person and how they treat others and, you know, important attributes. And then I form my own beliefs and I have my beliefs and I don't want anyone else to say my beliefs are wrong. And I don't want to tell anyone else that their beliefs are wrong. It's like, okay, somehow you got to that point from everything else that happened in your life. You are at this point right now. And that's not wrong. That's just your way and your way is always right because there is no right or wrong. But most families set the beliefs, you know, from maybe before they're even conceived or in the womb or when they're growing up. It's like, when I have a kid, they will be like this. And they set the beliefs. And then when not followed, you are deemed bad or wrong. This can just put such a huge hindrance on teenagers or adults growing up in their ability to trust themselves until I was in my late 20s and finally felt okay to enough to say, this is me, like this is who I am, which really I've never done this with my family. I've never like said things out loud again. You know, my family doesn't talk about these things. We don't have open conversation about feelings and emotions and who we think we are and, and all that. But I've mostly, you know, shared it on social media or in other interviews and mainly to strangers because I've never felt that sense that I could go against my parents' beliefs without some sort of repercussion. But my family does not define me. I am an individual 
And my identity doesn't come from the two people that happen to make me. (laughs) It is said that life is made up of a collection of moments. To me, that life should be made up of individuals who accept our imperfections, our weaknesses, and our individuality. I have always lived on my own terms, and my mother's death reinforced the importance of that for me. If I took the phrase, family is everything, literally, I wouldn't have led the adventurous and exciting and worthwhile and risk-taking life that I do now. If you're not confident or curious, this narrative can and will shape your life for you. You don't live your own life, but the life others have created for you. So cliche, but if I had to go back and tell my younger self anything, it would be this. Move and dance to the beat of your own drum. I used to feel guilty that I felt I needed to go out in the world to find myself. Like I was saying that my family wasn't enough, but as an adult, I understand that it's not selfish, but essential. I've truly found myself or, you know, a quote unquote home in so many different people and places that I feel seen, heard, and understood even from friendships, books, and um, other places that I visited. Like I've just felt at one at peace with myself. To allow yourself the freedom to listen to your own heart is everything. I love you family, but you aren't my everything and that's okay. And number 10, whatever you are searching for is within you. If you were or are anything like I used to be, you probably look for things outside of you for comfort, control, happiness, or joy. You can't sit with yourself for too long before you have to find something to take the attention away from the present moment. You gripe at the smallest things you don't love about yourself, and once you fix those, you move on to the next. You don't respect yourself enough to set boundaries with people, things, or habits that are impeding on your health, mental or physical. You find validation in people complimenting you or telling you how you look in the world as opposed to knowing and trusting yourself. You don't actually love you for you, and you wear different masks to hide behind so you aren't exposed or vulnerable. If you are anything like I used to be, You are unaware of the massive amount of power you hold within you at any given time to do, have, and be anything you want in this life. Everything used to be external for me. And I think for most, most people, it still is, which is the really sad thing about this world. You know, even people who um, read self-help books, who listen to podcasts, who go to church, who hire coaches and attend seminars, like it may look as though they have it all figured out because of the way that they spend their time, but they are still seeking someone else and looking for answers, whether it be a mentor, God, role models, or gurus. 
Whatever validation you are seeking is what you need to give to yourself. If you go from man to man, woman to woman, relationship to relationship, because they all say you're beautiful at the beginning and they just love bomb you, you probably need to tell yourself that you are beautiful. If you spend money on pointless things to feel worthy, you need to be branding it into your brain that you are worthy just because you are. I mean, for no other reason other than you are alive, you are worthy. If you overexhaust yourself with helping everyone else before yourself, you should probably take some of that love and give it to yourself so you can feel full for once. I grew the most self-love during the pandemic when I was isolated, bored, alone, and there was nothing else to do. Not when I was at the best parties, wearing the hottest outfits, traveling the world to post photos for likes, or buying expensive things to feel a small glimpse of worthiness only for it to wither away. It was when I was in my pajamas, in my sweats, no makeup, getting my yoga certification, learning about breath work, meditating, journaling, and really learning myself. Like, who am I? Who is Kayla if everything else is stripped away? Which, obviously, it was at the time. This is when I gained the most respect for myself and truly saw my potential, my worthiness, and what I deserved. So I'm really sorry to say it, but I credit that pandemic for literally changing my life. It brought so many things to light I wouldn't have slowed down to figure out before. Even Tyler today in the car, he told me how much more calm and peaceful I am since he's known me over the last few years, which was 2020 when we met. But I really do. Like, I've just kind of slowed down and I don't need anything else other than myself to be happy. I love being alone. I love my independent time with myself. I love my personality and my morals and my values. If I was just alone on a deserted island, hopefully with access to a lot of food, I think that I would still be so happy because I just actually enjoy being with myself when I wasn't always like that. I always had to be with other people, to be in groups, to be out doing something. And it's like almost to feel this like sense of um, like community, which is still good, but it's like a sense of belonging, I guess, a sense of belonging because I didn't feel like I could just belong to myself. And I've been wanting to say this for a while, but (laughs) we need to stop trying to be internet famous. Honestly, like stop trying to go viral. You know who goes viral and gets a lot of attention? Hot messes. All these people you follow that you maybe aspire to be like, are teaching you that it's cool to be a hot mess express because you will get attention, you'll get opportunities, you'll get followers, likes, views, whatever. But you don't want that kind of attention. I'm telling you, you don't want to be posting about how you sleep until 2 p.m. and you're ditzy and you go out and get crazy and get drunk and then you post about all your boy drama. Like, that's not attractive. It's not cute. 
And how long is that going to last you really? Like, are you going to be doing that when you're 40 years old? We need to stop glorifying the hot messes on the internet and stop trying to be like them. Be you. So who are you? Figure it out and then be that. You'll figure it out much faster when you can take all outside factors out of the equation. Take a lot of time of solitude and discover your own identity. Then use that to change the world. I'll end this episode with this quote, pain or pleasure, joy or misery, agony or ecstasy happens only inside you. Human folly is that people are always trying to extract joy from outside. You may use outside as stimulus or trigger, but the real thing always comes from within. Sadhguru. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.